Hello and welcome to Within the Mist Podcast, home to cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries. We are your shadowy hosts, Gary and Goldie Ann. Hello, Goldie Ann. Hi, Gary. And how are you today? I'm good. I just got a new kitten. I know. Um, someone's been a little distracted the last couple of days because we have a new member of the family. My name's Gracie. She's so beautiful. She's so sweet. She loves me. Yes, she's definitely attached to you already. Sam, on the other hand, she's not a fan of yet. Sam's kind of still a goofy, oversized puppy, so he kind of is frightening without meaning to. So it's going to be a little while before those two get to become bonding. Yeah. I'm just hoping he doesn't lay on her. Well, <laughs> well in the meantime, I have a great story for you, but first... A word from our sponsor. Welcome back. Now, Goldie Ann, did you happen to know that ghosts order their eggs a special way for breakfast? No. Well, as a server, you should know this, that they like their eggs terra-fried. Oh, my God. That's a joke you could take to your day job. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure I might get extra tips for that one. <laughs> Possibly. Tips to make me stop. Ooh. Well, today's episode contains tragic circumstances with mental illness that may have led to a haunted plantation. I feel this on many levels. Uh, you just might. And it might be frightening to some of our audience. We are storytellers of cryptids, ghosts, and other mysteries. We don't intend to scare our listeners on purpose. Well, maybe just a little. Listener discretion is always advised. Throughout history, people with mental health illnesses have often been marginalized and stigmatized due to the invisible nature of their afflictions. Their condition have not been given the same level of attention or care as physical illnesses, which has led to further suffering and isolation. Although there have been improvements in recent years, there is still a long way to go in terms of awareness, education, and support for those who struggle with the mental health illnesses. Even highly influential figures in history, such as Patrick Henry, renowned for his iconic speech, Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death, during the American Revolution, was not immune to the impact of mental illness in their lives. With a sick wife at home, his ability to care for her was limited until her eventual and unfortunate passing in their basement. Ooh. The story of Sarah Shelton Patrick, a young woman who spent a short and tragic life in seclusion, continues to intrigue and haunt people even in today's times. Wow. Many believe that her spirit still lingers around Scotchtown, the plantation, that she had died at. So where's that at? I'll get into it. <laughs> I want to know now. Virginia. Virginia. Can we go to Virginia? Yeah, I'm sure we will. Despite the years that have passed since her death, the memory of her tragic fate has not faded away and continues to fascinate those who are interested in both history and the paranormal. So join us today as we go within the mists of Virginia 
to discuss the ghost of Sarah Shelton Henry. Chapter 1. Love and Suffering Patrick and Sarah had been childhood sweethearts, and as the years went by, their love only grew stronger. Sarah, with her vibrant mahogany curls and piercing green eyes, had captured Patrick's heart at the young age of 14. From that moment on, he knew she was the one he wanted to spend the rest of his life with. Their families had been against their union and seeing it as foolish and impractical. But Patrick, with his stubbornness and determination, convinced them otherwise. He was 18 when they finally married in a small ceremony at the local church. Sarah, at the age of 16, was radiant in her simple dress. Their love was a pure and genuine one, fueled by the innocence and passion of youth. They were inseparable, spending every moment they could together, exploring the countryside of the colonial America and dreaming about the future. Sarah's dowry included a 600-acre farm. Nice. It's always handy to marry a woman with money. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't. Oh. This was enough to give the couple a comfortable and prosperous life. With Sarah's support, Patrick studied law under George Wythe, one of the most renowned lawyers in Virginia at the time. His success as a lawyer brought him financial stability, allowing him to provide an even better life for his family. With their savings, he bought one of the most imposing mansions in colonial America, Scotchtown. Scotchtown was not only an impressive home, but also a thriving plantation. Sarah and his marriage had stood strong through the ups and downs of life, and they built a life together that was, they were very proud of, filled with love, happiness, and success. Despite all the success and happiness in their lives, Patrick and Sarah's marriage was about to face its biggest challenge yet. Uh-oh. It was after the birth of their sixth child in 1771, a child named Edward, or Nettie as he was fondly called, Sarah began to show signs of mental distress. It was Patrick's mother who wrote a letter to his sister expressing her concerns that Sarah was beginning to lose her mind. Six kids? I, I would guess so. I'd lose my mind. This news devastated Patrick, and he couldn't believe that this strong and resilient woman he had married was now struggling with mental illness. Some believed Sarah was suffering from postpartum depression, a condition that affects many mothers. Symptoms such as mood swings, feelings of hopelessness, and difficulty bonding with the baby are commonly reported by women who experience this. This news devastated Patrick, and he couldn't believe that the strong and resilient woman he had married was now struggling with mental illness. He was faced with a difficult decision to either commit Sarah to an asylum or care for her at home. In the 18th century, mental illness was not well understood, and so treatment options were very limited. Without proper diagnosis and treatment, postpartum depression can escalate into more severe mental health issues. And despite the lack of understanding around mental illness at the time, 
Patrick recognized that Sarah needed medical attention. Henry couldn't bring himself to place his wife in Eastern State Hospital in Williamsburg. You see, he had visited the asylum, and he was horrified by the conditions and the treatments inflicted upon the patients. During these colonial times, patients were treated as if they were criminals, bled, shocked, and subjected to other terrifying methods. These practices were actually seen as progressive at their time in the field of mental health illness treatment. The idea of leaving his most loved one in such a horrible place where she would be subjected to abuse and outdated methods filled him with both guilt and inner turmoil. He also knew that it was the only facility equipped to deal with her mental illness. He was torn between doing what was best for her and protecting her from the horrors of the asylum. It was a decision that weighed heavily on his conscience and heart. Despite the endless pleading and begging from physicians, he refused to leave his beloved sweetheart in the confines of a windowless cell. Thank goodness. Chained like a wild animal. I was kind of worried where you were going with that. Uh, don't get too excited yet. Oh, God. Well, her words echoed in his mind. All she needed was for them to be together. He vowed to never let his wife suffer in deplorable conditions of an insane asylum. He chose to keep her within the safety and the familiarity of their own home instead. Sarah was placed and found solace in two rooms located in the basement of Scotchtown Plantation, where a kind female servant kept her company. In this familiar and comforting environment, she was supposed to be able to find some semblance of peace amongst her struggles with mental illness. By all accounts, he pretty much created a cell for her in their own home. Exactly. And as Sarah's condition worsened, Henry found himself juggling his time in the political arena of the Revolutionary War and spending more time by her side. Despite the demands as a lawyer, he remained loyal to his wife and refused to leave her alone for too long. On rare occasions, Sarah would have moments of clarity and lucidity. And it was during these brief respites from her illness that they would talk about their children and reminisce about the happier times. Henry cherished these moments like warm rays of sunlight in the middle of dead winter. He held on to them tightly, knowing that they were fleeting, and all too soon, Sarah would retreat back into the dark abyss of her mental illness. Despite the challenges that came with caring for a loved one with a mental illness during a time when little was known about such conditions, Patrick Henry never wavered in his commitment to his wife. He refused to give up on her or seek alternative treatments that could potentially harm her. Unfortunately, as time passed, Sarah's illness became more and more difficult to hide. Despite their best efforts, rumors began to spread amongst the servants and the slaves on the plantation. They whispered of a crazy lady locked away in the basement of the dark Scotchtown plantation. So, he, she was a secret? They didn't know about her? 
mental health at this time was very negative. Okay. So Henry tried his best to keep the truth hidden, but it was only a matter of time before others discovered Sarah's condition. The once bustling household was now filled with an air of unease and fear as word of Sarah caused the servants and slaves to refuse to go near the house, <laughs> afraid of what they might encounter. In an effort to maintain some sense of normalcy, Henry had a secret staircase built into the back of the house that led directly to Sarah's rooms in the basement. This way, he could visit her whenever he came home from work without anyone else knowing. As much as he tried to shield her from the outside world, Sarah's illness continued to progress. She would have violent outbursts or become so aggressive towards those who tried to help her. Henry would do his best to calm her down and protect those around them, but it took its toll on him both physically and emotionally. Word of her condition eventually reached the outside world. Some believed that she was possessed by evil spirits, hence the reason keeping her a secret. Others saw her as a burden on Patrick Henry's political career. As the years passed and her confinement continued, a strange antipathy arose within her towards her family. It caused her behavior to become increasingly erratic and volatile. Her caregivers were forced to restrain her within a straight dress, a crude form of a straight jacket used at the time, as she became aggressive and would lash out at both herself and those around her. More and more, her conditions started to resemble those in the asylum that Patrick Henry had visited. The once graceful and refined woman was now reduced to a frenzied, insane prisoner, trapped within the confines of her own mind and in the two lonely rooms in the basement. In her final moments, she grasped her husband's hand with a desperate strength and begged for only two things. The first to plant a lilac tree over her grave as a symbol of their eternal love. And the second, to be buried beside him so that even in death, they would never be apart. He promised to fulfill both wishes, feeling the weight of her words like anvils on his heart. It was on a bitter chill of February 1775, as Sarah took her last breath, alone in the dark basement of the plantation. Oh. Patrick Henry was away dealing with the American Revolution, and her body was laid to rest in an unmarked grave on the property. Oh, no. Unfortunately, this is a cruel reflection of societal attitudes towards the mentally ill at that time. Remember, they didn't view it as an illness. They viewed it as evil possession. There was a belief rooted in fear and superstition, so it was customary to bury those with mental illness in secret, as if their suffering marked them as cursed by demons. And so, Sarah's final resting place remained hidden from view, a tragic reminder of a society's ignorance and prejudice. To this day, the exact location of Sarah's final resting place is not known. And despite his wife's death, Henry knew that he could not let his personal grief consume him. 
The American colonies were on the brink of revolution, and he had a duty to fight for their freedom. In fact, one month after Sarah's passing, on March 1775, Henry gave his famous speech at St. John's Church in Richmond, Virginia. Feeling the burden of his wife's death, he stood before the crowd, his voice trembling with emotions as he spoke of the urgent need of action, Give me liberty or give me death. Outside of politics, Patrick Henry often spoke of Sarah in private and kept a portrait of her in his study. But as time went on, he found it increasingly difficult to visit Scotchtown, haunted by memories of their life together. In 1779, while serving as the governor of Virginia, Henry made the difficult decision to sell the Scotchtown plantation. But it seems Sarah's ghost remains. That's very sad. And so when he came back from his duties, why wouldn't they tell him where she was? I mean, he couldn't just demand it. I mean, it's his wife. I'm quite sure he did demand it, and he knew where his wife was buried. But he was probably also convinced to let her remain where she was in secret because it would affect his politics, his career. He, he didn't do the lilac bush. No, he didn't. And She's pissed. And that might be why she still remains. <laughs> Chapter 2. The Paranormal Happenings at Scotchtown Although Patrick Henry remarried, he was never the same man. He focused all of his energy serving America. He was active throughout the Revolution and afterwards as a legislator and the governor of Virginia. Scotchtown Plantation was Henry's home with his wife until he and his second wife moved out in 1777 as the governor's mansion in Williamsburg. By 1794, he had retired to the Red Hill Plantation, and although he loved living there with his family, he knew that he had to return to Scotchtown to fulfill Sarah's wish. I thought he sold it. He did sell it. Oh. I guess he wanted to buy it back. Okay. Unfortunately, stomach cancer took him by surprise. Oh, Lord. He passed away quickly at Red Hill, and although he had asked to be buried in Scotchtown, it was over a hundred miles away. And whether for ease or access, he was buried in Red Hill instead. And his final wishes weren't followed either. <laughs> Perhaps because of his unfulfilled request of being buried together, it is believed that Sarah is haunting the grounds looking for him at the plantation home. Makes sense. Well, the house itself for many years was abandoned and allowed to deteriorate slowly. Neighbors would see the flickering of candlelights in the place's windows and would even see the candlelight moving from room to room. Scotchtown changed hands a few times until 1958 when the Preservation Virginia purchased it in order to restore it and open it as a museum. It was then upon the remodeling to bring it back to restoration that they discovered 
things moving around on their own, especially in the basement where Sarah lived and died. <laughs> Get them, girl. One story is of a female ghost seen by a group of children and adults wearing a long, flowing white dress floating along the back of the house. This same female spirit was seen making her way from the basement of the house to one of the outer buildings that housed the servants. It is told that she is looking for the grave of Patrick Henry, knowing that he would never forget her and that he was trying to be buried beside her. Patrick Henry's great-great-great-granddaughter had visited the establishment and she felt the place was haunted and even refused to stay one night in the plantation that was her birthright. Another woman named Mary Adams grew up in the house in the 1930s and 1940 before it became a museum. Throughout her time there, she had heard noises and other sounds when she stayed there, including the rattling of chains from the basement. She and a group of her friends saw the same woman in a long white gown inside the house. The figure disappeared in front of them, leaving not a trace or word as to where she was going. Strange swarms of wasps and flies attached themselves to one specific window in the attic, and the door to the basement is never locked, but Sometimes it will not open regardless of the amount of force. Witnesses state that the door is like someone is holding it on the other side, keeping it closed. Police have responded to multiple reports of motion detectors going off in the museum in the middle of the night, only to discover no intruders and no people present. One officer even reported that a woman claimed to see the transparent female in the window. There is also a candle that was once used by Patrick Henry and his family that is kept on the first floor for display. It has been said that it moves on its own from one side of the table to the other. A tea caddy in the top of a teapot seemed to move while the house is completely empty. During tours of the home, visitors have also experienced strange activity. One docent took her group into the home directly above the basement rooms where Sarah was confined. As she was telling the visitors about Sarah's last tragic years, all of the visitors heard a loud, shrill scream coming from the rooms below. The terrified group scattered quickly, leaving the building never to return. Visitors have also reported feeling as if someone is watching them or standing behind them while they are in the basement. One portrait of Joseph Shelton, Shelton was Sarah's maiden name, hangs at Scotchtown, and many people have reported that the eyes of this man seem to follow them while they are in the room. That's weird. What's it got to do with him? Maybe he disapproves of how she was treated. Maybe. Or with the things that were said about her. Right. Another odd phenomenon at this Scotch town is connected to the two basement rooms where Sarah died. 
Ever since the mansion was renovated, there have been attempts made to paint the walls in this area. Professional painters have been hired, top quality paint has been used, and regardless of the color, nothing will stick to the walls. It is stated that the paint literally burns off the walls, and there is no scientific reason for why this occurs. So even today, the walls in these two rooms are the same dreary pale color that Sarah was exposed to during her last years and are in desperate need of fresh paint. Might make her happier. It is said that Sarah will continue to haunt the Scotchtown plantation and the grounds until she is reunited with Patrick Henry. Since he is buried 100 miles away, this may never occur, and she may be doomed to haunt forever. Wow. That's, that's pretty deep. So, yes, we have a ghost who died with mental illness. She was promised that a lilac would be grown over her grave, and she would be buried with her love of her life. Very tragic life for Sarah, and I think that tragedy is played over as her ghost. Definitely. I mean, if, if he could have just been buried there, it might have stopped some of it. That is what a lot of people theorize. But you're not going to move Patrick Henry's grave now just to appease a ghost that people's claim does and does not exist. However, the beautiful but haunted estate is located at 16120 Chiswell Lane, Beaver Dam, Virginia. And you can take a tour on Saturdays from 10 to 5 p.m. and Sundays from noon to 5 in order to investigate for yourself. I would definitely do it. I'd like to do an investigation there, though. I tried to check to see if any ghost hunters have done uh, investigations at Scotchtown, and I didn't find any. So I'll keep looking. If I find an episode of someone who did, I will make sure to post that in our social media. Regardless, mental illness and postpartum depression is tragic at any time from Revolutionary War to today, but you don't have to suffer through these very real and very debilitating conditions alone. Medical assistance is available a website away. I think that we are getting better and better at treating mental illness and recognizing how devastating it can be. So what happened to Sarah doesn't have, ever have to happen to anyone else. Yeah, I think luckily we're past lobotomies and... Treating her as if she's possessed by a demon? Yeah. The main source for today's episode came from Sheila Phelps Inderbitson's Sarah Shelton Henry, the wife Patrick Henry kept in the cellar. This book is available on Amazon. One reminder before we end this episode, we are active on social media and would be thrilled to hear your opinions about Sarah Shelton Henry and the haunting of Scotchtown. Please don't hesitate to share your stories and opinions with us. We love to hear from you. You can reach us on our Facebook page, Within the Mist Podcast, and we are also on Instagram and have an email at Podcast at gmail.com. 
for any of you who would like to share. We hope you enjoyed our story of Sarah Shelton Henry, and please come back next week for another episode of Cryptids, Ghosts, or Another Mystery. In the meantime, listen to the chains in the basement for ghosts and remain constantly curious. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys.